Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Here on The Colour of Country Life, great to be chatting with Richard Orchard, running for Riverina for the One Nation Party. How are you, Richard? Good. Thanks, Ricky. It's uh, good to be talking to you. I know other elements of the media have been talking about ghost candidates with One Nation. Quite clearly, you're a real person. Absolutely real. (laughs) You know, I've lived and worked within the Riverina area, you know, what is now the Riverina electorate for for many years. I was Albie Schultz's um, electorate officer when he was member, um, when for Hume, um, after redistribution, half of Hume is now Riverina, and Hume has picked up some some of Western Sydney. Yeah, so you're from what the more easterly part of the Riverina electorate I gather yeah yeah so I live between Goulburn and Wagga Wagga so I'm sort of sharing myself around between Hume and (laughs) and Riverina these days simply because you know I've got a partner who's from Wagga Wagga for the last 15 years so we've been um, uh, you know camping in both places I guess that we both call both towns home yeah correct me if I'm wrong We, we chatted recently with Kate McCulloch who's the lead senate candidate for One Nation in New South Wales She's a Riverina resident as well, I gather, from down Coralway. Uh, yeah, well, not from the seat of Riverina, but certainly on the... Um, right, down that southern part of the state, at least, anyway. Yeah, I mean, she's she's from our, our region. Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. Is, what is it you're wanting to offer the voters of uh, Riverina that they might not be able to get from uh, Michael McCormick, the Nationals incumbent MP? I think um, the ability to actually have some sort of power over our own, own lives... Being that, you know, when Turnbull said that the, the Liberal Party, and I'd say that that's a national party as well, is a broad church, and it includes people who are, you know, conservative country people who are having to make um, compromises with latte-sipping inner-city um, people with, with man buns on a, on a daily basis. So, you know, those people, the compromises that are made generally don't serve country people well. And I think from, you know, the agriculture industry, um, the the infrastructure that we require to, to, to build our economy in the area. And also just being represented and having someone say what, what they think is always going to be edited by the compromises that are made by the Liberal Party's broad church. So I think that if I'm in a balance of power position, I think that that gives us as a, as a community, an extended community, a, um, a lot of say in how you know, regional Australia influences policy that comes out of Canberra. Well, so I, not- I noticed that the National Farmers Federation complained on the weekend before the federal election there was not enough fo- focus on agriculture policy coming into this election. Uh, I would have thought that's a pretty key industry in the electorate of Riverina. Exactly. And when you read the, um, the NFF's list of you know, initiatives that they, they wanted to put up, uh, you know, I can agree wholeheartedly with, the whole, with, with their whole package of you know, they want little bits of funding here and there and little bits of policy change. I think that, that could probably be a lot more bold in, in some of those requests and I'd really like to represent or you know, to, to take some of the blinkers off as far as um, 
you know, asking for small change. I think that, you know, we can really develop that industry um, and our regions based on, you know, agriculture and the industries that support them yeah. a lot more than even what the, the NFF have dared to ask. Yeah, I noticed one of those things uh, that uh, is in the One, Na- One Nation policy platform uh, that we've received is about dams and constructing dams. Some of them have been overflowing. We talk about raising the height of some of the dam walls to keep more water back and mitigate floods. Uh, is there any in Riverina that you'd like to sort of add dams or raise the dam walls? Well, most of what comes into the Riverina is the way the hydrology works comes from, you know, from the mountains further west and also um, actually not the Lachlan area. It's, it's all Murrumbidgee and Tumut sort of area that comes down there flowering. So the, the landscape's difficult to actually, you know, to, to build something that is like Warragamba Dam because there's no mountains. But it's water rights. And so, you know, the, the, the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, for instance, allows for the pretty much the rescindment of water rights in so many cases for access to, to water that's there now, you know, that's running down the river. Um, of course, in a drought, you, you can't extract what's not there. But when there's good flows, you can. Um, and there's also this idea that there's lakes at the mouth of the Murray that are kept as freshwater lakes, um, which, you know, there's, they could quite easily be saltwater lakes and probably have been in the past. So that's that's sort of one of those environmental demands that may be misguided. Well, on that so, basin plan, uh, there's been conversation uh, from others, farming groups, uh, more so in the New South Wales part of it, about pausing the plan. Is that something that One Nation supports, putting the plan on hold and having a look at the impact it's having on farming communities? Absolutely, yes. Um, you know, redesigning it, making sure that you know, it's like that there's a, a religious movement of, of environment, you know, whether it be emissions or Murray-Darling Basin, whatever. Um, you know, we've just got to go back to, to represent all the stakeholders, you know, that are affected and to, for us to be able to represent the farming community and to maximise the economic benefit we can get out of that water. Now, speaking of the farming community, New South Wales Farmers President James Jackson told us last week, and he's a veterinarian himself, he's very concerned about uh, lumpy skin disease and foot and mouth both detected recently in Indonesia, projecting it could cost Australia's economy $100 billion if that got loose in a meat processing sector, particularly that's very strong in our nation. Uh, he's talking about having a levy on containers coming into the country to help recurrently fund biosecurity. Is that something you'd support? Um, it's an interesting idea. Um, I'd certainly be more inclined to, to talk about that particular initiative and, and listen to see whether that's... Um, now that's something that you know, the, the law of unexpected consequences runs far and wide is the problem. There's other stakeholders that are affected by every decision that's made. Um, some of the things that we might like to do, though, um, is you know we import meat. You know from the World Trade Organization that we signed up to says yes, you have to import Canadian pork, for instance, with all the risks that that come with that kind of thing, as well as the fact that it's kind of ridiculous because we produce our own meat. You know those things about being a little bit more independent, I think, and having risk assessed our supply lines. Um, I noticed even ScoMo after I told Mr McCormack that he was asleep at the wheel on 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 the risks of supply lines, things like fuel and add blue what other products and services do we not even know what could be turned off or, or um, you know could be affected by poor supply or have an enemy country involved in the supply chain now, I noticed when I was driving around in my local area, some posters have appeared, which is Pauline Hanson's body, but it's got Scott Morrison's face on it saying a vote for One Nation is a vote for Scott Morrison. Is a vote for you a vote for Scott Morrison? Well, 
So there's a couple of things here. You can, you know, a person when they fill their vote out needs to, you know, how they apportion preferences, whether they follow my how to vote card, which is just a, a guide, or whether they make up their own idea, that's how their preferences flow. There's no secret deals, you know, that I can take your vote and give it to Scott Morrison. I would imagine in a seat that only had 20% of people vote for the Labor Party um, last time there was an election, that most people would be horrified, though, if I was to be elected and I was to make Anthony Albanese Prime Minister. I think that 80% of people would be horrified by that. So, you know, that's one of the considerations that would have to be taken into into account is if a minority government occurs, then we probably need to have a quick discussion as a community and as a one-nation team about... How those, you know, how the dice fall, I guess. All right. Well, uh, well, I'm out of time here today, but good to chat with you, Richard, and all the best for the 21st of May. Appreciate your time with us here on Flow. No worries, Ricky. Thank you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.